0: this message today is helpful and inspiring for you as you continue to take your next step on your faith journey. Once again, thanks for visiting us and make sure to check us out at placeofhope.org. Anybody want to keep singing? Holiday? Yeah, I do too. I do too. I'll be putting up the Christmas lights on my house afterwards, so if anybody loses power in Paulding County, you'll know. You'll know why. All right, so uh, we are kicking off our December message series today, and it's entitled Christmas Road Trip, A Journey of a Lifetime. And the idea behind this series is that over the next several weeks, we're going to be looking at some of the key figures and journeys that these individuals took to bring about God's plan of salvation through Jesus Christ. And we're going to start today with Mary. Now, before we dig into the content, on that'll give you time if you want to pull out your uh, Bulletin insert that has the sermon notes or your Hope Church Plus app if you want to follow along there as well. Uh, We've never been really a family that traveled much around Christmas, uh, primarily because it's one of the busiest times of year I have for me. Uh, But I can remember when I was a child and we would go visit grandparents and things and uh, how exciting it was to see what types of toys and goodies and uh, presents and things that would be there. Uh, And I can remember some of the anticipation going and some of the joy coming home, uh, as well as maybe some of the the envy uh, if my brother got a toy or a gift that I'd won or something. But we shared so much anyway. It really wasn't like that. Uh, Even though we did have some pretty fierce sibling rivalry along the way, particularly as it comes to willful ball and laser tag. But those are messages for another time. Catch your breath. But still, we would have these road trips and we'd get together and we'd sing songs and we'd talk about uh, things. And so road trips are really important. One of the things that Brent and I believe fully about when when our youth and our students go on trips or outings and things, car time is important. Car time is important. And so we can see in the journey that sometimes... The trip, the journey, is part of the story, it's part of the experience, and that is true in the biblical narrative about how God brought Christ to us. The journey is also part of the story, and it's part of the experience. So as we are going to be going through today, we're going to go through today's a good bit quicker than probably normal because of our church family meeting following, Uh, but I want to start reading today with Luke chapter 1, verses 35, uh, and then through uh, 38, And the words are going to be on the screen. And this is the story about how Mary found out that she was going to have a child named Jesus. And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now, two things I want to point out about this initial greeting here that came from the angel to Mary. Talking about how she was going to bear the child who would be known as the son of God. The angel was telling Mary that she was essentially going to be a passive conduit for the grace of God. That God was doing these things, God was performing these actions in her life and through her life, and God needed her to be available and needed her to be obedient to it. And so we get this clue when Mary says, let it be with me according to your word. Let it be with me according to your word. Mary was submitting her personal autonomy, so to speak, to the work and the movement of God. Now, we are called, because of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, to be passive conduits at times. Sort of like how we talked last week about allowing our everyday, ordinary, coming and going, working, eating, sleeping, playing life to be led and directed by God. It's just that ordinary, we're doing what we're doing and allowing God to do what he does too. But there is also an intentionality that must come into this where we are more than just passive conduits. We become active conduits where we intentionally are thinking, how is it that I can introduce someone to the love and the power of God? How is it that I can use my strengths and my gifts and my abilities and my resources, my time, my energy, my money to help someone know about the love of God in Jesus Christ? And so there are times we are called to be both passive and active. But in this case, God was essentially through the angel telling Mary, I just need you to be you and allow me to work through you to do the things that I am going to be doing. This passive conduit is an extraordinary thing because it just allows the power and the love of God to surge through our life while we are otherwise living our lives. But there was a key to it. It was surrender. It was submitting. And this is an idea or thought that we may not always like to do, to surrender, to give ourselves over to the work of God. But both are absolutely critical. And so as Mary received her message and she said, let it be with me according to your word. The scripture then tells us that she started a journey to go visit her cousin Elizabeth. Now, why did she take this journey? Well, for one thing, the angel told her that her cousin Elizabeth, who was well advanced in years, was also having a child that was a result of the work and the power of the Holy Spirit. And this would be John the Baptist, the one who came to prepare the way for the Lord. And so Mary wanted to go confirm for herself what she heard from the angel. Is my cousin who is advancing in years, is she really expecting a baby? And, of course, Mary goes. The second thing is probably uh, fairly practical, is Mary wanted to get out of some of the the gossip stuff, as people were starting to do in their minds and on their fingers, uh, the calculation of the conception. And so as she was beginning to show, she needed to just kind of go get a deep breath and go spend time with her family and go and be about the things that she was called to be and to do. She spent about three months or so with her cousin Elizabeth and had to go back into the thick of it part of the scandalous nature of how God came to take on our scandalous past, present, and future even. But through it all, the scripture tells us that the spirit was actively at work. So let's pick up our scripture lesson today, beginning with verse 39 and going down to verse 45. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. There's so much good stuff here. But I want us to focus in, for the sake of our time together this morning, on the movement of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit moved upon Mary to conceive miraculously the Son of God. Before she had even had any experience, if you catch my drift, that could lead to a conception. Mary, the young virgin girl, was expecting the Son of God. But the bookending of that was also how the Spirit of God was moving upon her cousin Elizabeth, for she was already beyond childbearing years. She was advanced in age. And so now we see the Holy Spirit performing a miracle in two women's and families' lives. That would otherwise be unbelievable to us. That someone young without having any of the experiences that would lead to a conception. Could be expecting a baby. And one who was beyond the childbearing years. Could also experience a conception based on the the fulfilling of the Holy Spirit. And then we see John the Baptist. Who leapt in his mother's womb. I think this gives a strong indication of the idea of how God's spirit is surging within us before we are born. And we have an example of this here with Jesus and with John, that the spirit that was in Jesus and the spirit that was in John was moving among them and within them, even though they were still within their mother's wombs to the point where they were doing somersaults of sanctification because of the work. And the power of the Holy Spirit. And so what is it that we take away from these encounters? What are our takeaways for today? The first is that we must surrender our lives to God's powerful presence. We must surrender and allow our lives to become those passive conduits. But also, as with the second one... To become active conduits of God's grace as we allow God to fill our life with the Holy Spirit. And then we allow those things that the Holy Spirit is want to do to be channeled through our own intentionality. So that we are moving and living and doing everything we can in the grace and the glory in the name of God in Jesus Christ. And then allowing our lives to leap in and for the presence of God. Maybe you feel as though there is a spiritual birth coming in your life. And you are waiting to be delivered. Friends, the Holy Spirit is actively at work in your life. Or maybe you know that you've already been delivered from slavery to sin and death. And as a result of that, you are able to come back around and say, I am going to actively and intentionally live my life for God through Jesus Christ. Empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so I want you today as we kick off this Christmas road trip, the journey of a lifetime, to commit or recommit your life to living a spiritual journey, to see how it is that God is at work in other people's lives, to confirm that for yourself, and also to move into the ways and the pathways that God has designed for you to carry his message of hope and peace through the person and the presence and the powerful surging of the Holy Spirit his son and our savior jesus so as we bring this message to a close i want to invite the band back up and i want you to think diligently this morning prayerfully how is it that you can allow your journey this december to lead you and bring you to a point where you are actively aware of god's movement and surging in your life those passive ways those active ways surrender that to god And then leap in God's presence and leap to find ways to actively support others in their own lives, and their own journeys. So they know that God seeks to deliver them too. Will you pray with me please? Living and loving God, I give you thanks for this day. And I ask for your blessings upon this message and upon this family of God here at Hope Church. Lord, help us to be passively involved where your Holy Spirit can work and surge through our lives. But to not leave it there, to get actively involved too, to get actively engaged by leaping in the presence of your Son and our Savior Jesus to help other people know that you are real and that you love us and have a plan and a purpose for our lives. So may we surrender ourselves to you today and say, let it be with me according to your will so that you may live and move within us and through us, for us and with us by the power of your Holy Spirit. Almighty God, I lift this prayer to you this day and forevermore and I seek behalf of all of us to be filled with your spirit, that we may overflow with hope and with peace. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you again for joining us today. We are glad that you stopped by. Again, we want to encourage you to visit us online at placeofhope.org. If you're in the Paulding County area, there you can get service times, directions, and information about all of our awesome activities for children, for students, and for adults. Again, Hope Church is on a mission to introduce people to Jesus and fuel their love for him, and we hope to provide you the heart fuel you need to follow Jesus. Thanks again.